My name is Carter Phillips, and I am counsel for the appellant in the case of Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Plata and Coleman. Uh, Schwarzenegger is the governor of California, and his co-appellants uh, are the officials of the California Correctional System. The issue in this case, or the fundamental issue in this case, is whether or not the district court has properly entered what is called a prisoner release order. And in this particular instance, uh, a three-judge district court, and I'll describe a little bit about that in a minute, has ordered California to release somewhere between 35,000 and 45,000 prison inmates in order, from in the district court's view, to effectively remedy long-standing violations of the Eighth Amendment that have been in litigation before single district judges uh, for 20 and 10 years, respectively. Uh, the issue is under what circumstances, that, if any, I mean, there must be some, but in what circumstances is it permissible to, for a federal district court, a three-judge district court, to uh, issue that kind of extraordinary order? Just to put it in context, there this would be the first time that a, certainly a state or any government entity has been required to release anywhere near this kind of uh, number of inmates uh, in a particular case. The, there are essentially three issues presented by the appeal, and this case does come by way of appeal from a three-judge district court in California to the United States Supreme Court. And the first question is whether or not the three-judge district court properly had jurisdiction under the Prison Litigation Reform Act, that's 18 U.S.C. Section 3626. Second question is, assuming that there was that the three-judge district court was properly convened to hear this particular dispute, then the question is whether or not crowding, that means too many inmates in the California prison system, is the primary cause of the violation of the Eighth Amendment rights of the inmates and the two classes involved in this case because that's the statutory standard and it has to be the primary cause under Section 3626A3E. And then finally, there's the question of whether or not the particular order purporting to remedy this problem uh, is has been narrowly tailored and is the sort of least intrusive way of accomplishing the particular objective, uh, which is to provide adequate uh, medical and mental health care for the inmates of the prison system, and uh, the basis for that issue is the fact that the three-judge district court has said that what they want to do is have the state restricted to 137.5% of the <clears throat> of the design capacity of the prison system, so that you can't have more prisoners than 137.5% of the design capacity for those particular prisoners. I'll spend arises because uh, two different district courts and two different districts in California dealt with the question first of the adequacy of the mental health care that's being provided to the California inmates and then subsequently with the overall health care of the inmates. And um, back in the 1990s and in, and in the early 2000s, the respective courts concluded that there were, in fact, violations of the Eighth Amendment by the failure to provide adequate medical, mental and overall health care.
and then proceeded to try to provide remedies for those particular violations. Obviously, there have been a significant number of remedies uh, adopted over time. A substantial number of orders have been entered. And uh, I think it's fair to say that the state, in many ways, regrets that it hasn't been more successful in trying to provide relief under these circumstances. But in any event, as the matter essentially came to a head, one of the district courts, the one that's dealing with the overall health care of the inmates, uh, that's the so-called Plata plaintiff's case. Uh, the district court in that case uh, entered an order appointing a receiver to take over the operations of the provision of medical care in the prison. In the other case, a special master has been in place uh, since the 1990s, early and mid-1990s, and the special master has attempted to implement a series of uh, remedial orders over the, very, over the years since that first order was issued. Uh, five months after the receiver was appointed, the single judges each decided to invoke the prison, Refor the prison Litigation Reform Act mechanism of appointing a three-judge court and having the three-judge court consider the possibility of issuing a prisoner release order, which under the federal statutory scheme, requires a three-judge court. They decided that the conditions had been satisfied, that is, that the state had been given a reasonable opportunity to comply with the orders and that no other effective mechanism would be available short of considering a prisoner release order to decide whether or not uh, or to, uh, to remedy the violations that had been found up to that point. Uh, the court... The three-judge court then held a trial, <clears throat> at the end of which they concluded that the uh, appropriate remedy, as I said earlier, was the release of between 35,000 and 45,000 inmates. The state's basic arguments in these cases in response to each of the three questions are as follows. First, that the three-judge court was improperly impaneled because they should have waited until the receiver had an opportunity operating, frankly, in cooperation with the special master to try to implement a series of orders that would be less restrictive and less intrusive than prisoner release order uh, to eliminate the Eighth Amendment violation. In this particular case, there is evidence in the record that suggests, certainly since 2008, that there have been significant improvements in this regard, and uh, therefore the, the court was prematurely convened. Alternatively, we argue that the primary cause of the medical problems are not overcrowding, that there are a raft of other uh, explanations for it, and the court should independently review the record and make a determination as to whether or not it is the primary cause. And if not, obviously, then uh, the notion of a prisoner release order would be inappropriate. And finally, and in any event, it's inconceivable that 137.5% remedy across the board throughout the state is in any sense narrowly tailored to the particular problem at hand that the court at a minimum ought to vacate and remand to the district court to allow it to evaluate this in a much more tailored fashion, which probably would involve consideration of conditions in each of the prisons. There's one underlying problem that we focus on that, that affects at least the last two issues significantly, and that is the district court arbitrarily cut off its analysis as of 2008 and didn't allow any analysis of the current situation, which 
to our mind, is significant because the state has spent $3.5 billion in response to orders from the receiver during that time, and it seems quite plain that there have been serious changes and positive ones from the purposes of evaluating the constitutional issue in this case that are not being taken into account in a decision to release between 35,000 and 45,000 inmates. So those are the issues, and the case will be argued on Tuesday, or I guess when this is released, will have been argued.